everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Real Deal Show, presented by eBodyboarding.com and Tribe Boards. On today's episode... But here's some features that you want to look for in a full wetsuit. You have the blind stitching in most full suits, unless it's a cheaper suit. So if you're not spending a lot of money on your full suit, you find one for a good deal, you really want to look at what kind of stitching it has. Hey everyone, Real Deal Show time yet again, and I had some great response to last week's show uh, where I talked about swim fins and gave you kind of the lowdown on swim fins. So this week, because we're in the midst of winter and the Northeast just went through a huge blizzard, I thought perfect time to talk about wetsuits. I am a a big fan of wetsuits. (laughs) I've been riding waves since 1979. Back in those days, wetsuits were nothing like they are now. Uh, They were decent, but nowadays wetsuits come in many shapes and sizes, many different types of construction, and a lot of features that if you don't know what to look for, you could end up with a really crummy suit. So I'm here to sort of simplify that whole thing for you and make sure you get a good wetsuit that's going to keep you warm. And more importantly, very flexible in the water. Suits nowadays are super flexible. So let's just cover the basics. First of all, uh, water temperature. Um, Everyone has a different tolerance to cold. I, for one, have a very low tolerance to cold. So I tend to wear more wetsuit than the average person in the water. Uh, I'm kind of known for that. (laughs) Um, And at some point, you know, as you spend enough time in the water, you get a little bit older, you don't care what other people think. Like if you have more wetsuit on than the next guy and they maybe think you're a wimp, you don't care because being comfortable to me trumps everything because I'm in the water 300 days a year. Maybe you guys subscribe to our Instagram uh, channel and you see our daily, my daily surf report on our Instagram stories. I've been doing that for quite a while, a couple years now. Um, and I'm in the water all the time. So here in Southern California, uh, water temperatures range from at the very coldest, the mid fifties. And that usually happens in the spring after a windy storm, uh, to the, eh, let's say mid seventies in the summer, rarely will hit the high seventies. Um, depends on, you know, many things, the local winds more importantly than anything else, but other parts of the country, for example, where I grew up in the Northeast, In Maryland, the water temperature would be in the upper 30s in the winter with snow on the beach. And in the summer, it might touch the 80-degree mark. So you had to have the full gamut of wetsuits over there uh, to be comfortable. So it's expensive to live on the East Coast and be a surfer or in the, you know, Northwest as well, where the water temperatures pretty much stay cool year-round. Up in Washington and Oregon, for example, the water... 40s in the winter, 50s in the summer. That's pretty much it. So uh, wetsuits, super important. They make a huge difference. So let's talk about uh, wetsuits for different water temperatures. All right. First of all, if the water is, say, 75 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer, most people can get by without a wetsuit. A lot of that depends on the weather on the day. Uh, But maybe I would say... 90% of people would go with just a pair of trunks or a bathing suit and maybe a rash guard to keep the sun off or the rash off your belly. So rash guard is 
just a lycra shirt basically that you wear it's meant to fit fit tight and snug some people like to wear them loose but um you know they work i think better when they're snug to your skin they don't ride up on you and they keep you from getting rash and obviously from sunburn um from the sun uh shining down on your arms and your back that you're going to prevent that problem so rash guard in really warm water when the water starts dipping below 75 there's an element of the population myself included that starts to get the the wetsuit the rubber the neoprene which is by the way a synthetic rubber um, and neoprene is is sort of like a foam and they usually coat uh one side of it with nylon and sometimes both sides with nylon. For example, here's a wetsuit booty. This has a nylon coating on the neoprene um, and it's on both sides, on the inside and on the outside. That is nylon coated neoprene. Um, some wetsuits will have a rubberized material on the outside. For example, on this hood, you can see the smoothie rubber. This stuff is very good at repelling water and wind. Um, so it's more waterproof, but uh, it's also a little bit less durable. So if you have this on high wear parts of your wetsuit, this will wear out more quickly. So a lot of wetsuits, uh, you'll see this on the back of the wetsuit. Um, used to be on the stomach a lot, but that's going by the wayside. You don't see this as much on the stomach of the wetsuit because you're laying on your stomach. It'll wear out very quickly. It is nice in terms of warmth. Because as I mentioned, it's kind of waterproof and windproof, but durability-wise, not as good as the double-sided nylon. So that's the deal with uh, the two types of coatings. Now, in terms of uh, water temperature, when the water starts to get, as I mentioned, below 75, some people will get a wetsuit jacket. It's basically, you know, like just like a jacket, like this hoodie without the hood and it's made out of neoprene and they'll wear a pair of trunks so that's going to keep you warm on you know let's say a cooler day a cloudy day but the water temperature is still say over 70 degrees fahrenheit once it starts to get into the low 70s say upper 60s a lot of people will put on a spring suit now there's a couple different kinds of spring suit i'm going to pick them up off the floor so excuse me for a sec um you you have what's called a short john. This is basically a sleeveless suit that covers your torso and your upper legs, and it's like a tank top on the top. Um, a lot of these suits will have a stitching in them that is not watertight because they're made, quite frankly, for warmer water, so you don't need a watertight stitch. This has what's called a flat lock stitch. Um, and you can see that it's a nice wide flat stitch. Um, it doesn't it doesn't keep water out, but it's a nice strong stitch. And you'll see this in sometimes cheaper spring suits, or a lot of times in jackets and short johns will have this kind of stitch in them. Because again, you don't need to keep super warm. You just kind of need a little bit of warmth in those those water temperatures, low seventies, high sixties. Um, some people will wear a short sleeve spring suit. Let me show you that one. So this is a short sleeve spring suit. It basically covers your torso and your upper legs and your short sleeve part of your arms. So it's, you know, more coverage. And a lot of these will come with what's called a blind stitch. 
Now, a blind stitch, I'll show you real quick here. Uh, the blind stitch tries to, the way they try to do this is it doesn't poke all the way through the neoprene. So water doesn't go through a blind stitch uh, as easily. So this is, this is going to be more water tight. Um, so this is a blind stitch suit. Usually a spring suit is a two millimeter thick wetsuit. So it's not super thick. Again, made for warmer water temperatures, really just to kind of keep you warm on cool days, cloudy days, maybe windy days. Um, and it's not meant for cold water. Um, you move up from there to a long sleeve spring suit. So much like the short sleeve spring suit, it covers your torso, your upper legs, but it goes all the way down to your wrist. So again, a little bit more warmth. These are usually also two millimeters thick, but they can be three millimeters, depends on the brand. And a lot of these now are made again with that blind stitching, that watertight stitching. Um, they'll also have maybe rubberized areas around the cuffs to keep the legs from riding up uh, if, if, you know, if, if the water blasts you in the legs. So that's kind of a nice feature. Um, these kind of suits, uh, that I've been pointing out, they come in a front zip, sometimes a back zip as well. Um, the most important thing you want to know is the stitching. Again, blind stitch is going to be a watertight stitch. That flat lock stitch, which is on the cheaper suits or the jackets and short johns, is going to allow water in. So they're not going to be as warm. Uh, then you move on to full suits. Now, full suits, there's a ton of different options in full wetsuits. Um, you have different thicknesses. Um, I haven't seen any full suits thinner than two millimeters. That's really even rare to have a two mil. Usually they're three millimeters in the body and the legs and two millimeters in the arms. They'll make the arms a little thinner to make it easier to paddle. Um, you started a three, two in Water temperatures for most people, I would say low to mid to upper 60s is where you'd be in a 3-2. Um, I know for me, 65 degrees is my cutoff. Once it's uh, below 65, I'm into a thicker suit. But again, I have a low tolerance to cold. So a 3-2 suit, um, then you jump up to a 4-3. Four mil in the body and the legs, three mil in the arms. And uh, then in the really cold climates, you get into the five, four suits, even six, five wetsuits. So if you're in the snowy northeast in the winter, you're wearing a six mil, five mil wetsuit. It's called a six, five. And that'll be six millimeters in the chest and the legs, five mil in the arms. And those will usually have a built in hood. Let me show you what one of those looks like. So this would be a winter suit. Now this particular one happens to be a 4-3, but it has the built-in hood, if you can see this. Uh, and the built-in hood is a, a key feature for me. Let me get out of the way of these wires here, folks, uh, because it is a very warm suit. So I use this on colder mornings here in Southern California when the wind is blowing. It's in the 40s. Uh, because it's not super thick because the water temperature is in the upper 50s, but I get that head protection. I got a bald head. That's kind of nice to have the hood, the built-in hood. 
But here's some features that you want to look for in a full wetsuit. You have the blind stitching in most full suits, unless it's a cheaper suit. So if you're not spending a lot of money on your full suit, you find one for a good deal, you really want to look at what kind of stitching it has. That's number one. Obviously, how thick it is, number two. So um, most people would wear a 4-3 full suit in water temperatures, let's say from the low, to, low 50s to around 60. Again, that varies from person to person. Um, but a 4-3 that, that is warm is going to have a few features. It'll have that blind stitching that I mentioned. But you also want seam taping. This is critical because it makes the, wa the uh, seams really watertight. This particular suit has liquid taping on the seams. So it's, it's basically like a pliable material that covers the seams on the outside. And this suit also happens to have what's called cloth taping on the inside. And that cloth taping looks like this. It's basically a a piece of cloth that is glued to the seam on the inside. So this is double taped blind stitch seam, a very nice watertight seam. Um, you definitely want that if you want a warm winter suit. There are cheaper winter suits with flat lock stitching. Do not expect those to be warm. And also keep in mind those cheaper winter suits are going to have um, uh, a less flexible neoprene. Uh, most modern suits have very flexible neoprene, but they use the less flexible stuff in the cheaper suits. So those cheaper suits, water's going to get in, trust me, if they have a flat lock stitch on them. So you want to look for the blind stitching and the seam taping. Now, it doesn't have to have the internal cloth tape, um, but it should have some form of taping on at least one side of the seam, the inside or the outside, if you want a nice sealed seam wetsuit. Preferably for me, double taping is the best because it's uh, less likely to leak down the track um, of using it for a long period of time. Here's another feature that's really hot in high-end wetsuits. If you can see this, it's a thermal lining. It feels kind of like wool and it lines most of the interior of the suit. And what it does is it's, uh, if you know much about wool, wool is a great insulator. It, it sort of keeps the neoprene off of your skin and this material sort of traps your body heat. So um, it's a very warm material. I highly recommend it. If you're going to be in the water frequently or you get cold easily, you want to look for a suit also with this thermal lining. Really key in my book. Um, there are, again, I mentioned the zippers. There are back zip and front zip suits. I prefer the front zip because the zipper is up on your chest near the top. It's less likely for water to get in when you're, say, sitting up on your board or you're laying on your board kicking out to the surf because the zipper's up here rather than on your lower back. Um, but if you're less flexible, and you may want to watch my video about how to get into a uh, front zip wetsuit because it does take some contortion, let's say. <laughs> if you're less flexible, back zip suit might be the call. And there are great... Uh, back zip suits, don't get me wrong. I just prefer the front zip for water tightness, if you will. Uh, most modern full wetsuits all have a little thing. Also, this is a little uh, uh, elastic band to, to put your key on. If you have a valet key for your car, you can put it on here so it's with you when you surf. 
Um, most uh, front zip suits also have a cinch on them, so you can cinch the shoulder down as it goes over the front of the suit uh, to keep water from going in sideways. Um, and, you know, flexible rubber, I mentioned that. And they also will also have these knee pads on them uh, to prevent the wear and tear that you get on the knees. Obviously, most wetsuits are designed for surfers. Bodyboarders wouldn't need the knee pads quite as much, but they're nice to have and they're very flexible as well. So um, this suit, as I mentioned, is a 4.3. There's also a 5.4 and a 6.4 I said earlier. Um, let's talk about accessories, okay? Um, when it gets really cold, you're going to want a pair of wetsuit gloves. Same rules apply with gloves. You want a blind stitch. These are the H2O Thermagrip gloves. They are blind stitched, and they're glued on the inside. Pretty standard for a blind stitch. They are not taped. Very few gloves have taping on them, but you do want the blind stitch for a warm glove. Uh, they come in usually a 2 mil, 3 mil, or 5 mil, depends on the brand. These particular gloves come in a 3 mil and a 5 mil. Uh, you want to start getting into gloves when the water dips into the 50s, and uh, when it dips into the 40s, you're going with the 5 mil. Above that, 3 mil is usually pretty adequate. Same goes with booties. You want to look for the same features, a blind stitch in a booty, uh, and again, the thickness, it would be three mil in water in the fifties and you jump into the five mil once it gets below 50 degrees Fahrenheit. And they even make booties thicker than that. Six, seven, eight mil booties, depending on the brand. Okay. For bodyboarding booties, let's talk about that. So we make a, a, a thing called the e-bodyboarding fin booty. That's this. It has a soft sole. It's great for getting into swim fins. It will add a couple of shoe sizes to your foot for the three mil version and maybe three shoe sizes to your foot for the five mil version. So you got to factor that in with your fins. You'll need a winter pair of fins to fit over booties. Um, but these are, are nice for wearing under booties. They have a Velcro tab so you can attach them to the fin strap or you can just snip that off with scissors if you don't care. They also have a flush strap, which wraps around the cuff of the booty. When you put the wetsuit on, you want to roll the wetsuit leg up, pull the booty up. And by the way, when you put the booty on, it's sometimes helpful to kind of roll it down like this. Put your foot in, put that up, put the flush strap on, and then roll the wetsuit leg down over top of the booty so this does the booty does not go over the top of the wetsuit leg it's the other way around the wetsuit leg goes over the booty same with the gloves the arm of the wetsuit will go over the cuff of the gloves um, so you roll up the arm of your wetsuit you put both arms you put the gloves on then you roll the arms of the wetsuit down um, surfing booties some people wear these with swim fins there are a couple problems with that. They'll have a, a thick rubber sole on them, which takes up an, an enormous amount of room inside of a swim fin. And they usually will have an instep strap like this, which is made for surfing to cinch the boot down onto your instep for better feel when you're surfing. But this same instep strap will also make it difficult to get that booty into a fin. So a booty like this may add four, four and a half shoe sizes to your foot. So, for example, if you're a size 10, you're now going to look for a fin that fits a size 14 to 15 shoe. So it can fit over all of this. 
Um, these are kind of nice if you're in an area where there's rocks or reef and you got to walk on the rocks or reef to get in the surf or maybe you have to walk a long distance to get from your car to the surf these things will wear a hole in them really quick if you're walking around on the land with them these won't so um, a more durable booty for sure but you just got to factor in the extra sizing um, hoods i mentioned suits earlier that come with a hood built in if you don't have the money to have multiple full wetsuits uh, you can have, say, a 4-3 wetsuit that'll be great on the warm days in the winter here in Southern California in particular, but maybe there's a morning where it's super windy and cold and you just wish you had a hood. Well, that we sell separate hoods. And a separate hood, this would be a good example. This is a Hyperflex hood. Very warm. It's got that smoothie rubber on the outside. It, it is a glued and blind-stitched hood. It even has taping cloth taping on the inside and the thermal lining on the inside so you can pull that hood over and you can even tuck it into the neck of your suit if you like and it has a cinch so you can cinch it up nice and tight against your face the chin strap you can wear it up on your chin up here under your lower lip or you can pull it down underneath your chin which i like to do sometimes and just wear it under here whichever is more comfortable or you know feels better for you and if you feel like um, water's getting in the sides you can cinch this down nice and tight and i here's a little hack for you i've i've told people this one before when you're wearing a hood and you're duck diving if you duck dive face first water will go right in and sit in your ears it'll go right in the side so when you duck dive duck your head downward like this and duck dive with your head down and then come up then the water runs right over the sides so that's an easy fix for that problem of water getting in the sides there's different types of hoods as well there's something called that they call a squid lid which doesn't have this whole neck piece it basically just has a thin strap that goes under your chin and that can work well too for places where it doesn't get that cold but maybe you just want it for you know, for a cool morning. And those are kind of nice too, uh, with the separate hoods, you can always pull them down around your neck when the, when the, uh, air warms up and you're not as cold out there. So I think I've done a pretty comprehensive job of covering the different things. The most important thing again, with wetsuits that you want to look at, especially for a winter suit for cold water applications is the seam type and the seam ceiling. So you want, again, a blind stitched and preferably taped seam that can be liquid tape or cloth tape or both um, that's what you want to look for in a warm winter suit and if you want something really warm you're going to pay a little more for it but the that thermal lining that i mentioned that it looks like wool that combined with the seam taping and the blind stitching is going to give you a pretty warm wetsuit and uh, pretty much take you through so Hopefully that answers your questions. If you have any further questions about it, please put them in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. Those of you that listen on the audio podcast, I do apologize. Again, another very visual show uh, this time around. Um, so you may want to hop on YouTube if you want to see the visuals for this one. I had a lot of visual aids here. So folks, thank you again for watching The Real Deal Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give me the thumbs up. And again, comments below. And we'll see you next time, and we'll see you in the surf.